Las Aguilas, a family podcast. Las Aguilas, a family podcast. Do it one more time, but like slightly louder. Las Aguilas, a family podcast. And do it one more time, like you care about everybody. <laughs> um, Las Aguilas, a family podcast. Las Aguilas, a family podcast. Hello and welcome back to Las Aguilas, a family podcast. I'm Hector Farias. I'm Drake Duwall. How's it going, Drake? <laughs> it's going so good. I'm so uh, I've been so excited all morning to get on and uh, and to talk. I just think this is such a good idea you put up um, and and following through with, man. This is a it's cool, and I've always been kind of nervous of podcasts. Like uh, it's my first time being on a being on a podcast, so um, I'm very honored, man. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And uh, don't be nervous, dude. It'll just be a conversation for us and the family. See how you're doing. It'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, I've been looking forward to having you on. It's been a, it's been a while since I asked you. Uh, and I'm glad that we finally got, to, got around to doing it. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, so what's been up with you, dude? What, uh, what, well, to keep in what I've been doing in all the episodes, what, what were you doing before... Um, all of this craziness hit. Mm-hmm. Uh. I have been so stuck on school for the last couple of months. That's kind of been what I've. That's kind of been what I've been uh, focusing on, and I try to think about when all this started was about spring break for me. So I left A and M to come to San Antonio for spring break, and as it turns out, I never, I never went back. Um, they canceled school that following Monday and Tuesday, and then. You know, not not long after that, they just said, you know, it's <laughs> it's done, <laughs> it's, it's mm-hmm. over. So it's kind of a weird feeling because I never, uh, not that I guess I care too much, but I never got to you know go to my last official class in person. So it's been a weird adjustment, you know, for everybody. Yeah. So, so then you're done with uh with A and M. Then have you graduated, or do you still have? Because I know you had said you were taking some classes uh, over this summer. Um, I know you guys can't see me, but I am grinning ear to ear right now. I am in my last class, um, oh, and I graduate awesome. in August. Yeah, oh, that's so, so exciting, I'm actually—it's so exciting, man! I can't tell you. I'm I'm really, really happy to be. Uh, I, I, a couple months ago, I finally saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and then to be here, man, that's it's awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm in my last class is a negotiations class. I'm a business management major, so um, so it's been interesting. Um, last, last semester I took a, I have to take a data analysis class. So I took, it was actually a computer science coding class that, uh, that brought me to my knees, <laughs> to be honest with you. So t- this negotiation class has been like cake for me. This is, I like this stuff. So yeah, it's, it's been nice. I'm, uh, I'm really the last month I, well, I guess the last couple of weeks, this semester has been much, um, my mind has been much more settled because I, you know, I have my hard stuff out of the way and I'm, I'm just finishing up this last class and then um, trying to, trying to get my next steps together. But I'm especially calm right now. I'm actually in, in Destin, Florida with, uh, with my dad's side of the family. And we've been here a week or two and um, it's been weird because of all the quarantine stuff. So we haven't been going out to eat or anything like that, but 
This morning we went parasailing, Luke, Alexa, and I, and we didn't fall out or fall. <laughs> um, dude, but talk about crazy. Have you ever been parasailing? Um, yeah, I did once a long time ago, I think with, uh, with my dad and or Ralph, but it's been a long time. Like I haven't been to like South Bolivia or any of the, the normal beaches in a long time. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty fun to, to go out there <laughs> towards, we're probably up there about 10 minutes. And before we go out there, the guide or the guy, he says, the only way you can fall out is if. Um, is if you kind of flip your, cause you're strapped in, you're hooked up. The only way you can fall out is if you kind of fall, if you let go of where you're supposed to hold on to and you flip forward or put your feet above your head um, and, and kind of go forward or backward either way. Well, at the very, very end, they, they do this thing called the dip. They dip you in the water a little bit. And Luke, for some reason, had decided to let go. He's sitting in between Alexa and I. And so he's, his head is going forward and he's almost completely leaned forward and he's kind of having a realizing like, Oh my gosh, I can't really get out of this situation. So at one point he looks at me and he says, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex and I do our job and we're yanking his collar back and pulling him. And eventually we get him back, back, uh, back totally to safety we're not too far above the ground now so it wasn't too too big a deal but it was still scary you know obviously but we were laughing because on the way down we're you know the dewalls you know we don't we don't go anywhere without making an entrance if, if we go anywhere if we go anywhere people are gonna know we're there as usual so um, so it was cool man it was very cool um and after that we hit up the waffle house you ever eaten at a waffle house i have not Oh my gosh, What's you've got like? to go, man. <laughs> the best way that I can describe it, and I've heard it described to me this way also, is it's like eating inside of a restroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. <laughs> um, it's, it's magnificent, though, really. I mean, it's, um, you, you're sitting right there by, by the chef. Or I don't know if you'd call them chefs at the Waffle House, but they're talented nonetheless, the cook's. Um, and your waitress, your waitress, you know, the waitress has a cigarette hanging out of her mouth and she's writing stuff down on her, on her notepad. And I mean, it's, it's like, you know, very loud and, and bumpy in there, but it's an experience, dude. Luke was begging to take a, a waffle home. They were that good, man. Well, dang, I'll definitely have to try one. I think there is one waffle house in Laredo tucked away somewhere. Maybe I'll tucked away. Tucked yeah. Don't. Away. I wouldn't go there on a first date, but once you get to, oh. <laughs> once you get to know sure. someone, yeah, it's a yeah. It's when a you know name. they're cool, then you take them to the Waffle House. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Well, cool, cool. Um, so then, how has what, what's what's it been like now that you've um, that like we're kind of been in quarantine at least school wise and stuff like that uh, for you? So just been like all online classes. Have you had to go up to a&M at all for anything? Um, it has been all online. Oh, Enrique went up a little bit? Yeah, he had to go up. Um, but I think that was more for like his sanity a little bit. He couldn't concentrate at home. <laughs> so he went back to kind of be in his apartment and get to work on his own. Because it's, it's yes. kind of hard to like do online uh, classes with your families around, especially if you haven't been with them like 
for six months or something. Yeah, definitely. Enrique and I, we're on the same page. Um, it, it is. Um, and a lot of people assume sometimes just because they're online that they're a little easier. But in some ways, at least for me, I found it was a little bit harder because, you know, I can't go talk to a professor right after class. Um, the coursework and the course load is all the same. But you just kind of, um, I don't know, it's very ambiguous. Like, it's very vague. You just kind of have to work together on things to get stuff done. And uh, so it's it's been it was very weird at first. I, um, moving back home is always fun. <laughs> um, you know, I still have my apartment in college station. So I did actually one weekend go up there, um, just to hang out and, and yeah, get some sanity back, but, um, it's been a good, a really good bonding. I mean, Alexa, Luke and I are, we're already so close as is, but, mm-hmm. um, the quarantine, I don't know. That was kind of like one of the, like a silver lining, I guess you could say was, um, us getting to hang out so much and um i i've i've been working on some hobby stuff um i really like cooking so that was at the very beginning of quarantine that was kind of one of the things i i like doing the most plus i didn't have to i would go to heb instead of my mom so when i would go i would if i have her credit card i was buying a couple extra stuff so i could um you know make something so that was always fun and I've been doing a lot of that, a lot of cooking, um, some reading, and um, online classes, though. Um, I've been lucky because most of my classes, I don't have a set time that I have to oh, meet. Nice. Yeah, so I like that a lot. And it's also, I guess the other good thing about online is that you know, I can work on something at 11 p.m. if I want or listen to a lecture you know, early in the morning if I wanted to that way. So that's been nice. Yeah, that is nice. Um. What uh, what books have you been reading, or any books that you'd recommend? Well, actually, I'm sitting here. It's very nostalgic being at the beach, by the way. Don't you think? Wouldn't you agree? I, I'd say so. I'd I've say been reading. Be no, it, it is. It's it's relaxing to be at the beach. Um, mm-hmm. But the book that I have in my hands right now, it's called Inspired by Others, and actually, Nana gave it to me. It's by. I'm sure you've seen it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Hector, but. It's a, it's a little red book and it basically has, it's by a, a priest from Laredo. His name's Tom McGetrick and it has just little mm-hmm. like daily snippets, I would call them. Um, but some really good stuff, some really good stuff. I kind of like books like this because you don't have to attach yourself to a chapter. Um, mm-hmm. You can just kind of work at work. Like I flip, you know, flip back and through it all, um, whenever, whenever I want. So um, yeah, that's, have you been reading anything? No, I wish I I had. I didn't bring any books back with me once quarantine started, so I haven't had much to read unless it's been like an online article or something. But I wish I had some of my books um, that I left in Boston because they're kind of like the one you're talking about where there's little snippets. Each kind of like section is like five pages or something. And it'd be nice to just read a little clip of a of a book essentially and then, you know, go about your day thinking about that um yeah which i think is like i don't know it's really nice to like especially for like a book like like that one you're saying like something that's kind of inspiring that makes you think a little bit more about like just yourself and people around you mm-hmm. yeah well another thing that i've been doing a lot um because i've been spending so much time with luke is he has been he's gotten totally into golf so i've been doing some caddying caddying for him which is carrying his clubs around and 
Um, <laughs> supposedly I'm, I'm supposed to help him read a putt, which if you're a golfer, you know what I'm talking about, but just helping him line up the right way and figure out when he's putting the ball on the green, where it may go. Um, of course I'm no good at that. <laughs> um, I am good at, I'm like his little water boy carrying his clubs around. Um, but we've gotten really good at that. Um, he's been reading that made me think because he's been reading a little golf book. Um, so uh, he's a much better golfer uh, than I ever was. I can tell you that. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. You guys look like you're having a good time. And the golf courses look beautiful. I'm sure it's great bonding time to just be kind of out in a golf course, you know, hanging out with your brother. It is. You, to see him out there, he has this supreme confidence, I call it, that he's 12 at that age that is – I mean, when I'm out there – you know, when you're warming up, you're around the other players and you're, um, you're getting ready to go. I, mean, I remember when I used to play in little golf tournaments, not that I was ever that nervous, but that I just knew, <laughs> I, knew I was going to go out there and hit it left and hit it right and be in the trees. But, dude, this kid, Luke, it's like watching a version of Tiger Woods or something. He's out there with no grin. No, I mean, he, he's got a hat fitted tight over his eyes. He looks like he's just there to to claim the day dude like something i've never mm -hmm. seen so it, it's been really cool to watch him he's he's been really getting into golf like like a lot he uh we I, i've heard him in the group message that people are calling him country club <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's starting to fit pretty well <laughs> no yeah so i i hope when you know all this is over i could go and watch luke luke play some golf i think that'd be tons of fun yeah, or even just is. to like film him play some golf could be really cool. A lot of slow motion stuff of him swinging. Yeah, that's one thing I haven't thought about too much, actually. You, I, like, there's some pictures we have, but nothing, nothing that great. And a slow mo or like a little video would be, or some professional, not professional pictures, but some, some photos with some effort behind them um, <laughs> would document it really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I wish I would have played some more golf. I mean, obviously with my dad. You know, he always encouraged me to play golf, but he was never the kind of dad that would force me to do one thing or the other. And in some ways, sometimes I wish he would have, he would have said, no, 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 <laughs> you're going to play golf just because of all the opportunities that, um, that Luke has to play and, and to meet people and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad Luke's been taking advantage of it. And, um, and it'll be interesting to watch the next couple of years, man. Um, mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's like anything else, man, you know, as much as you, whatever you put into it, that's what you, you'll get out of it. So, so yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to see, but I was more into football for some weird reason <laughs> um, and still am, but yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I could actually have memories of you and me playing basketball, um, in the front yard a lot. We also had some good ping pong rallies. Yeah. I miss those. Um, me too we, we used to play to 100 i know i loved <laughs> those ones were always fun because we weren't even worried about like who was winning it was just how many can we can we hit in a row <laughs> yeah i love that dude i love that so much yeah i, I remember a lot of um like memories from from when i was a kid where like we'd go over to san we'd go to san antonio and we'd do some summer camp with you that would either involve golf swimming um occasionally tennis i think and we would just be like out all day in the sun just 
doing doing some kind of sport. Um, I remember that too. That was at the Dominion, which is pretty close to the house, I think. And yeah. believe it or not, one of my favorite things about those summer camps were the chicken tenders. I still tell the story <laughs> to this day. They had some of the best chicken tenders I had ever had, man, in my life. I still remember it to this day. I, I mean, it beat Chick-fil-A. It beat Raisin Cane's. Um, I, we should go back. We should make a little trip back and have lunch. <laughs> I mean, I'd be down. You know, when all this craziness is over, totally down to go back and get some yeah. food at the Dominion. Well, speaking of chicken tenders, um, I, did, I haven't talked to you about it in a couple of weeks or a lot longer now, but I did want to tell you thank you for all the help you gave me. I, I looked into a – and I, I successfully did it for about two months, about 60 days, a whole foods – plant-based diet that was totally vegan that was so hard for me but um when i was first getting started you were such a huge resource for me man and you were like super selfless with your time and resources and that was also another thing that helped me get into cooking a little bit but obviously i've been off that diet now for a little while i should probably get back on but um but that was so so cool to do man and i know people people chart they changed to that diet for some different reasons like and i know that you mentioned too probably the most the best way to do it is when you look at it as more of a lifestyle change than the way i do it which has just been like month by month but coming from a meat eater um, like me a carnivore um, it was such a good change and i the one thing i learned the most was and i think a lot of people question is they're like so where do you get your protein because you have your carbs you have your veggies and then it's like usually people think protein they think okay you know, I need my meat or my chicken. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I, I learned during that, that that's definitely, that's not the case that you can find protein and so much other stuff. And I fell in love with beans. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the amount of protein that beans have, dude, it was like my, um, and my favorite snack ended up becoming celery and hummus. I mean, before I started that or ever talked to you about changing over, I think this was in, Oh boy, maybe February or March. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would have never touched celery. Um, like a snack for me is warming up a frozen corn dog or like six chicken nuggets or something. So, and I did see some incredible changes, dude. It's, um, it was, it was so cool to, um, to do that. So I did want to tell you, thank you for that. You helped me out so much with that. And uh, I need to get back on that actually, but not now I'm on vacation. Yeah. Anytime, dude. Um, uh, you know, I've been vegan for a while now. So anytime you have a question about it and, and yeah, man, beans are, beans are great. I add them to like just about all my <laughs> meals, except for maybe breakfast. There's so many different kinds of beans and they all taste <laughs> different. It's great. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it and you got something out of it. Um, it's, uh, that makes me really happy, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, one of the first things that I broke my when I decided to um, start eating some meat again, um, was a, um, I made a Mississippi pot roast in the slow cooker. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I'm not sure exactly what oh, that is, but, but explain. <laughs> oh, boy, <I'm> <laughs> um, I just ate Waffle House and I'm already hungry thinking about it, but it's, uh, I love slow cookers, dude. They're amazing. You put stuff in in the morning, you just press low for eight hours or whatever, and then you come back at dinner time and it's, and it's ready to go. I, I actually got a slow cooker for my birthday and it was like getting a brand new car. It's like, yes, 
But that Mississippi pot roast, it's got only three or four ingredients. It's like, I can't remember if it's a pork butt or like a pork shoulder. I think it's just, it's not a Boston butt, but it's, it's a piece of pork. Like that you would make uh, pulled pork with. And you just put that in the slow cooker. You add a packet of ranch seasoning, a packet of Aoju gravy mix, and like a pound of butter. <laughs> or as much <laughs> butter as you would want. And um, oh my gosh, that's one of the things I broke my fast, not my fast on, but my diet on. And that was, my stomach was not happy after that. But but I was. <laughs> I was very happy. Um, I also remember during that time I had, I had given, I had worked up such a good discipline that I was eating perfectly during, um, you know, for all my meals and even snacks. Like I was, I had probably lost 10 to 15 pounds, if not more, but I was feeling really good. Mm -hmm. But in that time, for some reason, I got really into, um, into smoking meats outside on the smoker. And so I was watching tons of YouTube videos about ribs and my mom's boyfriend, Brett actually gifted me a big old smoker. So we've had Madi's kids over and, and uh, Luke and Alexa, we've, and I've, I've made my ribs a couple of times, dude, I'm, I'm getting okay at them, but I don't know if I'm ready for the, for the, the, the pressure that comes with feeding, feeding our family for Easter's man. <laughs> no, man, you'll, you'll be ready by next Easter for sure. I'm looking forward to everybody. Like, cause uh, like everyone's getting into cooking right now, but um, you especially, or like, um, Bella and Rafa have been cooking a lot too. So it'll be really cool to see what everyone comes up with for, for Easter. We'll have a lot of different stuff that we probably don't normally have at Easter, which will be really exciting. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, can't wait for Easter and just see everybody. Me too. I couldn't believe that Easter was canceled this year. I remember when we talked about it and it was like, whoa, I mean, it really, I thought for sure by now, to be honest, by July that this stuff would be over. So um i can't wait yeah. man i can't wait it was gonna be nice mm -hmm. yeah same i was hoping it'd be over um a lot quicker but you know patience i guess is <laughs> as they say um speaking of easter a uh, classic easter question for kids that are in college or going to college um so what are, what are your plans once you graduate Oh, that is a classic Easter, <laughs> classic Easter <laughs> question, bro. Um, I think for me, that's better than answering the girlfriend question or the, mm -hmm. or when you're in like 10th grade and they say, what are you in now? Third, 12th grade or 7th grade? And you're like, um, no, <laughs> we're close. Um, so last summer I had my internship um, in Scottsdale, Arizona with DoorDash and I figured that I would try to find a job with DoorDash. And so I've been in contact with, with some of, of the managers and people that I work with there, not in Arizona, but with a, a group in like a, a part of, of DoorDash that's in Austin, that's headquartered in Austin. But um, so I had, it wasn't really a phone interview, but it was, um, I, I, don't, I guess it was like a first initial step that happened about a month ago to see about working in Austin for a, um, basically it's working for a team that's a VIP merchant experience team for DoorDash, taking care of their, all their, their biggest restaurants and, and that stuff, which is different than what my internship was about. My internship was, um, it, we, I was working with like, it was a crazy internship. I was working with autonomous vehicles 
um, delivering uh, delivering DoorDash food. But so if this DoorDash doesn't work out for me here in Austin, and I'm not sure that it will, but I've kind of had my fingers crossed on it because everyone's working remote right now. So I wouldn't technically have to move anywhere yet, um, which is nice. I think a lot of people are working remote right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that, if that doesn't fall through, then um, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. I, I've been so focused on getting to the end of school that um, looking ahead hasn't been um, something that I've, I've done enough, but I've just been getting going on that. I, I think the first thing I want to decide though is I wanted to stay in San Antonio. And I finally figured that out. I do want to stay in San Antonio. So now I've just been looking for jobs there. I'm a business management major, but um, I think I can do a lot of different things. So, um, so yeah, it's time to, it's time to figure out just exactly what that is, but that, that's going to come soon. Nice. Well, I, I, I hope it works out with uh, DoorDash. And if not, you know, you're, you're a very skilled and talented, talented dude. And I'm sure you won't have, um, too much trouble finding finding something in San Antonio. Um, you know, got a lot of faith in you, Drake. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's going to work out one way or another. Yeah. Um, so, so you've decided to stay in San Antonio, and that's where you want to like kind of settle down, essentially. At least for now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that because I, even though I have my apartment in College Station, I did move back here once this quarantine stuff started to San Antonio to be with family. Um, yeah, I just can't imagine myself going, going so far away from, from my siblings. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I do want to be in San Antonio, but with a big asterisk next to that, and that's that I would have my own place <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ready, man. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I. I um so like what kind of uh what did i trying to find the right words for it but like what what kind of got you to realize that that's where you wanted to be in san antonio at least for for right now because like i asked bella and et in uh, a previous episode where they'd want to live and i was surprised that et said laredo (laughs) so and (laughs) like how he got to that um that realization so i'd be interested to know like you know what what went in it for you that was like San Antonio is the place at least for right now well going over to the west coast last summer or at least in Arizona um I realized you know one thing big thing was how expensive stuff is and don't get me wrong you know California is awesome but and uh San Antonio I think we have we have our Mexican food (laughs) um no but I mean on a more serious note besides the cost of living really the biggest thing for me was just my family man um, being close to them and and my friends I, it was interesting being being uh being sent to Arizona last summer because it was amazing you know, like I was on my own totally on my own I was in a in a city I had never been before which is something I always wanted you know I, since I was in high school I remember I used to say oh I'm gonna go to college in Florida or I'm gonna go to college in California somewhere but then once I was over there as much fun as it was for a while, after a little while, I, I missed my friends so much and I miss my family um, so, so much. And I just know there's enough good jobs in, in San Antonio with stuff that I want to do that I can kind of have the best of both worlds. So that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's uh that's the plan. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Families, families a big, uh, you know, big attractor to certain areas for us. Um, 
and you know just because our family's so so freaking awesome <laughs> we can't uh be away from them for too long um which is which is great and in my opinion i think that's awesome that we're so yeah. close yeah um, i remember uh i remember Enrique, Enrique and i would we would ride home together from college station um to san antonio in my car with no air conditioning and for three hours on the highway. So the windows are rolled down. Um, <laughs> we couldn't even talk to each other because it was so loud and it would be like two in the afternoon on a summer day. But yeah, that's how much we wanted to go home to see our family, man. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a small price, but um, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of college station, what was, what was that like? Like uh, um, for you and also like having Alexa around? Cause she was there for, for what was it like the your last two years she was there or was her program one year I, I don't quite remember but like you know did you like see her often did you see Enrique often um were you more hanging out with your friends and like busy with your schoolwork was that was that like mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad you asked about that too right when it first happened she was there she was there for one one year my my third year in college but when when she first moved there I was like are you kidding me I <laughs> I'm getting followed now. Are you kidding me? Um, but it turned out to be one of the greatest things ever, dude. I would, uh, she got a job when she was there. It was part of her program, but she was working at elementary school. So I don't, it wasn't five days a week, but it was like a couple times a week. I would, I would leave my apartment at seven, get to Alexa's apartment by seven fifteen, pick her up, drive her 30 minutes to her elementary school. And then drop her off. I felt like a parent, you know, <laughs> dropping off their kid at school. But it was, it was amazing, dude, to see Alexa um, for her first days of work like that. Were, were really special. And I know that she, all of her friends were jealous because uh, if you didn't have someone that could take you to your place of work, they had to ride a bus. And I don't mean a school bus. I mean like a city bus where there's tons of stops, like a two-hour ordeal thing. Yeah. So it was mutual for both of us. We. I mean, it was, it was like having a little piece of my family. I mean, it literally was <laughs> mm-hmm. having a piece of my family with me there. So um, it was really nice. And she gets along with all my friends really well. So I had her to some, some house parties and to some a Super Bowl party one time. And, man, she is a blast to be around, dude. She, is, she, just, mm-hmm. man, she just puts me at ease, dude. She puts me at peace. So she's, that was a really special year for us. And actually, when she was leaving um, – I was I was pretty upset, man. I was I was kind of digging it. I've uh, I've been putting a bug in her ear, telling her that we should get a little apartment together, Alexa and mm-hmm. I here in San Antonio. But um, we'll see. She's she loves me, man. But she um, when I bring that up, she's like she she thinks she wants to live with her boyfriend, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it was it was very cool. Um, college station it was perfect and i think Enrique would agree with this you know three hours mm-hmm. well three hours from san antonio is different i forget how far it is to laredo i think it's closer to five mm-hmm. um yeah. five or six obviously but but for me it was perfect because it was it was close enough for if i needed to come home um, i could but it was just far enough where i felt like uh, no one was showing up at my door unannounced so it was it was a perfect college experience man that's awesome dude i'm glad to hear that that sounds like 
you know, tons of fun because Alexa's just a barrel of fun wherever she goes. <laughs> so I can only imagine what it was like to have Alexa in a college mm-hmm. situation, you know? Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. You should have seen her parasailing this morning, dude. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. I, I wish I could show some pictures on the podcast, but I'll be sure to send some in our, our funny ass group me, but it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> she is a barrel of fun. I'm adding that to her description. That's a great way to put it. No doubt about it, dude. She's yeah, that was cool. It's awesome. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking that that for some reason had reminded me that um, those, that trip that Enrique and I or the trips that we took one specific trip from College Station to San Antonio, we decided to get our first Popeyes chicken sandwich together. Do you remember that craze? Yeah, I think I think I do. It's been a little while, and I'm sure you haven't tried it. Obviously, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Enrique and I tried it together, man, and it was like the perfect. Uh, I just have that memory stained in my in my brain, dude. Enrique and I are making it home after a long a long car trip, bro. <laughs> just heading to the nearest Popeyes to dry our sandwich, dude. It was cool, dude. Enrique and I had some good moments on those car rides back, man. They were college is rough, you know. It's mm-hmm. uh you're far away, man. And sometimes just to just to take your mind off everything and get on the road for a couple hours is it's not the worst thing. So So it was it was cool. No, yeah, I agree. Sometimes uh, the nicest parts of college were just a long drive back to Laredo with, you know, the siblings or some friends just chatting with nothing around you except Monte and occasionally a house. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that trip from San Antonio to Laredo, it's just, it's just 35 south and that's pretty much it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> all it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful in its own right, dude. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, college po- college can be pretty tough sometimes. It's um, you know, it's not always fun. It's not always as easy as just getting the work done. What were mm-hmm. what were some of the like toughest points for you in in college? Whether that be like you know being homesick or just schoolwork, like work, um, you know, uh, like a job, um, you know. Yeah. A lot of it is baptism by fire, you know, you're just kind of, you're kind of just throwing, you know, you're so excited to go. And then once you're there, you know, once you're six months, your first couple months are, are done, you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm really in this thing now. But yeah, I, there's no question that every college student has their tough points. And I, I, I had my fair share, that's for sure. There's, um, it, you know, you just kind of realize like some weeks would go by where I was, I was going to HEB on my own and, you know, not that I was totally dependent on my parents before I had left, but like it was an accomplishment for me just to, to work out, to have my social life, to be cooking, to be doing my laundry, to have my room clean during the week. And then it's, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but when you're just living on your own um, at the beginning, like that's not enough. You're, you also have school to think about and those responsibilities. So so yeah those tough points they made me realize uh balance dude and i'm still working at that i think a lot of people are but balance like you know it wasn't for me i'm so i get so stuck on one thing and that was kind of what hurt me like i would be so stuck on school that i would get behind with on stuff at home and then vice versa so finally towards the end like probably this last year so i i feel feel like i hit the right chord i struck the right chord and i um i feel really comfortable now as far as uh, getting my stuff done 
and then having, you know, me time, which is important. There's a lot of, I, I didn't join a fraternity or anything in college and I wasn't in um, too many organizations. I was in a couple, but I kind of went into college with a bunch of my closest friends and then I'm lucky to still have all of them coming out of college. But yeah, finding me time was, was important to help me get through all that. And then obviously having Alexa there, uh, that was that helped me out a lot too. But yeah, those tough points, you don't really know when they're going to come. You know, I remember one time I had a little, not a breakdown, but a real, like a, a moment, man. It's a Friday night and my schoolwork is done. I figured I was, you know, heading out for the weekend and then, it, you know, either you're homesick or um, something goes wrong with the, with the girl or, or you have other stuff to worry about, man. So it's, um, I think just knowing to expect that, it's not all going to be butterflies and rainbows was important. And then um, just hitting your right balance, dude, whatever that is, whatever that takes. So, so yeah, that's a, it's a college man. That's, I think it's part of it, you know? Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. And I, and I think some of this um, could be a nice segue into um, Sarah's questions. So before I had, uh, before you, I had Sarah Farias on. Um, and something I've been doing during each episode is, um, that Nella, um, had, uh, offered as a good idea. It was asking questions for the next person that'll be on the podcast. So Sarah mm-hmm. had two questions for you. You ready for them? Okay. I'm ready. All right. Uh, the first one is what brings you peace and calm, uh, when you are afraid or stressed? I like to go outside. I, I spend, especially in school, sometimes I'll spend so much time inside, um, whether you're on your computer or whether I'm working on an essay or whatever. But for me, to find my peace, I, I head outside. I, sometimes at my mom's, I have to head to the backyard for a little bit and hang out on the deck. Or and when I'm at my dad's, I'm just going on a walk throughout the neighborhood. But um, that and music for me. And when you combine the two, when you're listening to music outside, that's Mm-hmm. that's when I hit my sweet point that's a that's a great question yeah that's that's what I like to do though and it doesn't always have to be a walk you know sometimes you're sitting outside um by even you know by yourself or, or with a family member or a friend that's that's the way to go mm-hmm. well what kind of music do you like listening to when you need to calm down or is it just any music you know this morning on the boat they had a serious xm radio station that was called pop rocks Mm-hmm. man i was digging it dude it wasn't music that i normally listen to but it's kind of like some some indie folk stuff but more popular jams um i like a little bit of rock music but nothing not the not the heavy metal stuff just normal um well not normal but yeah. just more relaxing uh like good good tones that's that's my stuff gotcha i like it dude I, uh yeah nature is always a nice uh calming calming agent and same with like some good jams that you can you can get behind and chill to um, okay so her other question was what is one of the most important things being a brother has taught a big brother has taught you <laughs> oh i love sarah dude she's the best well sarah and i were both i think is fabian fabian's the oldest right yes Okay, yeah, well, but Sarah still she still plays the role of of big sibling to Sophia and Olivia. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so is she asking what, can you say that question one more time? Yeah. Uh, what is one of the most important things being a big brother has taught you? Oh man, dude. I, I think it's patience. I think it's patience. Um, <laughs> oh, they're going to hit me and my siblings when I listen to this, but um, no, it's patience, but it's also just finding, you know, finding uh, like for me, my siblings are my best friends. So, you know, finding time to, uh, to do anything together. Sometimes when it's just the siblings, um, that's nice. But yeah, the most important thing is, is taught me is patience or, you know, if you have one bad day that, you know, the next day will be better. That's, that's for sure. I, I'm just being on vacation with my dad's side of the family for a week. I've noticed like one day I'm inside after we come up from the beach or like a day of hanging out together in the car for 12 hours. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how long longer I can do this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm calling in sick. I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving, you know, to the, to the, to the West coast. I'm getting out of here. And then the next day, literally 24 hours later, I'm in the same, I'm, I'm coming home from like a very similar day and my mindset is just totally different. And I, and I remember how much I love, love my family and like how lucky and blessed I am to, to be with them. So yeah, uh, that's uh, being a, an older brother, just like you are, man, it's a gift. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's an important yeah. gift too. We're so looked up, so looked up to by our younger siblings that it's a, it's an important gift to, to, to have and to, and to use the right way. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, it's a little, at least for me, sometimes there's a little bit of pressure to, to you know, be a, not necessarily a good big brother, but even to just be kind of like successful, whether that's in college or, you know, relationships and stuff like that. Um, just to set a good example. Do you ever feel yeah. like that? Like you got to not necessarily be perfect, but like, perfect in your own way in order for you to set a good example for your siblings? Definitely. Yeah, I do. There's, there's a sizable amount of pressure, but most of it is uh, the way I've, I've learned to look at it is if that pressure wasn't there, um, then I, I would probably be a lesser version of myself now than I would have been. So, so yeah, that, that pressure is real, but um, (laughs) (laughs) no question, but but uh but family is real you know mm-hmm. siblings are that kind of that that tough love is real man so through through all the good stuff and the bad stuff man my my family just knows to expect that i'm trying my best and that that's what i expect of my siblings too so that's that's how it goes mm-hmm. sweet man really great answers also really great questions but i really enjoyed yeah seriously Sarah's giving me sizable pressure now because I figured I have to come up with some questions. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, how long um, have we been on now, Hector? Um, I think just about 40 minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, okay. So yeah, this will be a good like kind of stopping point. But um, so next on the podcast, I'll be having Christian, Christian Bachman. Um, so if you have any questions for him, um, you can either, you know, ask them right now or I can, or you can send them to me later through text. Um, Christian, what's up, man? I love you, dude. That's, that's going to be a fun podcast for you. Echo. That's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Excited dude. For that one. Yeah. I'm excited to just listen to that one and I'll have to listen to the one with Sarah. I'll have to catch up. 
Um, but Christian, the question I would, the first question I would ask Christian is, uh, what is your favorite thing to do with your family? Um, hmm. And another question I'll have to come up with, dude. I have too many, I have a couple of good ones, but I don't want to. I don't want to put too much pressure on him, so I'll I'll come up with some uh, some and I'll I'll text him to you. All right, sounds good. But now that you've asked Alan, what's one of your favorite things to do with your family? Dude, my family and I are we're some eaters. We each can chow down with the best of them, dude. You should have seen us at Waffle House. That that's what we love to do, dude. Everyone's. It's kind of nice because we've got some yappers with my siblings. People just love to talk, including myself. I mean, we're just talking people's ears off. So when you have the food, when you're eating, you know, that kind of gets halted a little bit. And you can, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can enjoy each other's company in a different way. But no, I mean, every time we're eating, especially my siblings and my family, well, not my mom, but like <laughs> they love, uh, they love just like, chicken tenders bro like if you bring home chick-fil-a or canes dude it's it's game over for them so yeah that's probably my favorite thing to do with them man to watch them it's uh it's pretty hilarious i'm pretty sure luke is now he's now up to his, his order to like a three count meal with an extra three count and i don't know about you bro but i don't remember as a as a 12 year old ever being able to order like six chicken tenders when i would go out we were very um, limited. I don't even remember ordering sodas. None of that stuff. Dude. I, I, I remember like trying um, when, whenever uh, me and my siblings would go to my dad's office, we'd always stop at like a Burger King to get like breakfast. And every day or every week we'd try and like out eat the other one. So at first it was like one sandwich. And then the next week it was two Chris sandwiches and like two orders of cine minis. And we just kept trying to like out eat the other until we had like, enough to feed like the entire family but just for one of us because <laughs> we're like i can eat more than you yeah people sleep on the bk breakfast you guys you all put me on to that a long time ago i remember i came one I mean, a couple times but in the summer dude we would go in the mornings to bird King and we had the croissant say it again croissant witches the sandwich or the croissant sandwiches yeah, the Chris Sandwich. Yeah, that's sandwich. dude. Yeah, those are good. And the Cine Minis. Oh, don't uh, get me started on those. Those are classic. Yeah, those are totally classic. <laughs> we should, man. We should go back to. We're gonna have to go back there. Yeah, when the next time we're we're in the same city, dude. Um, not sure when that'll be, but hopefully that's soon. Yeah, your poor parents. <laughs> we're in, we're in the backseat trying trying to out eat each other. <laughs> oh my gosh oh man well righty, dude i think this is a good uh stopping point um so yeah this has been the latest episode of las aguilas a family podcast i'm hector farias i'm drake dewall drake thank you again for coming on this was this is really enjoyable i always love chatting with you Dude, I love chatting with you too. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, dude. And for everyone listening, I love you guys. And I can't wait to see everybody soon. It's going to be sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Cross your cross your fingers, man. I'm I'm so excited to see everyone. It's going to be it's going to be a, a nice little reunion. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, just thank you again, Eric. This is a great idea for all of us to stay connected, man. You are awesome. The all star. Love you, man. <laughs> 
Love you too, dude. And love everybody who's listening. Um, and everyone who's not listening. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs>